A frustrating week comes to an end with a draw versus Osasuna. Three games in a row without a win for Chavez Barca. Is the magic over? Hello again to the match review. I am Marco. I'm here with Sagnik. How are you, Sagnik? Well, of course, like every Barcelona fan, I'm not doing very well as speaking from an emotional point of view. But yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. So we have to move forward. Yeah, I mean, the, the last week wasn't great for us uh, Barca fans. I mean, uh, we lost against uh, Betis and Bayern and uh, yesterday the draw versus uh, Osasuna. Uh, it's not, uh, it wasn't really great, but um. Uh, Like uh, someone said, uh, it is what it is. But uh, let's try to focus on, on the game. Yesterday, we, we'll talk a little bit about the, the draw with Napoli in the Europa League. But uh, let's start with the, the match yesterday. I mean, uh, Sagnik, how did you feel about the starting lineup? Well, of course, as uh, Xavi's starting lineups go, it was... Um, uh, initially, it was, um, it was thought-provoking, but... Uh, as the match progressed, we did see uh, what he was intending to do. However, <clears throat> some players played uh, really well, like Abde, but some others played, um, let's just say, not up to the mark. Some players like Frankie de Jong and um, Samuel Umtiti, uh, whom, of course, I won't, I didn't know why he started. Uh, but yeah, yes. how did you feel about the... Uh... Both Umtiti and Luke De Jong starting the game. Well, firstly, let me uh, say right off the bat that Luke De Jong wasn't that bad, okay? Uh, well, the expectations that he has set for himself are very low. But uh, last night, I saw him making actually making some runs, some good runs. Uh, even on the Abde goal, he was up there in the penalty box along with Frankie De Jong. Even though he wasn't on the receiving end of the pass, he did draw some defenders with him to create space for Abde. So that was good to see. By no means a top-notch starter for Barcelona, but good enough uh, for him. But Yeah, can okay, also, also add something else. else. Of course. I mean, I mean uh, he did not he assist, did not... he did not score, he did have two key passes, but uh, he also lost the ball 12 times, which is a shocking stat for, for a player like him. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, I expected worse. <laughs> If I'm being completely <laughs> honest, I expected worse. Uh, but yes, that happens when you set expectations really low for yourself. But as for Samuel Umtiti, Every match, the man falls down. For some reason or the other, he falls down. Last night, both the goals, um, for the first goal, it wasn't 100% his, his fault. But when he jumped, it was a very, uh, not a full effort jump. It was just a formality kind of jump. There was no real intent behind it. Uh, mostly, people are uh, pointing their fingers at Araujo. But many defenders, including Umtiti, could have marked better. As for the second goal, oh my god. The second goal was just outrageous, okay? At first, the ball comes uh, near the opposition's, uh, in opposition's possession. And then there's Umtiti, who falls down. Instead of actually uh, making a tackle or anything, he falls down. And then the ball goes, and then he stands up. Then the opposition player is in a shooting position. Uh, 
and then he shoots both testegen could have saved it firstly and secondly umtiti if he would have distended his leg properly even he could have intercepted it but the man obviously he had fallen down he had just gotten up he was in a dizzy kind of state so he couldn't do it so of course he needs to go it's just evident that every match he falls down at least once or twice when the opposition is in a counter or when the opposition is in possession basically when it counts the most he falls down which is really arbitrary and a very primary error like uh, even other yeah, than yeah. that he had no remarkable um what do i say contribution in the defense he was just the weakest link of the entire team i would say yeah the, the guy plays without knees you have to remember to remember that, that. Oh, yes. i mean, I mean uh, uh... umtiti was uh, once one of my favorite players in the in the in the club in the team but um for about 3 years now he's always injured he plays without knees is almost like an ex player for me but uh, he has a contract until uh, summer of uh, 2023 So uh, I guess he's going to suck up uh, every salary until his contract is expired because I don't see any team takes him afterwards uh, let alone during this time so uh, I don't have many <laughs> hopes about him leaving soon the, sooner than uh, summer 2023 but um uh, yesterday he played and he did try to make an effort it was his first minutes for about 8 uh, months but uh, i don't expect anything from him sadly uh, he was again once was one of my uh, favorite players but right now uh, i i can't see him uh, anymore play for barca yeah definitely agree with you man and especially for the fact that on social media he's like this big time kind of influencer kind of guy posting really philosophical things about how people don't know everything that is going on behind the scenes etc dude it's okay i understand maybe you're being mistreated but you need to you need to walk the walk you have talked the talk on social media but you need to walk the walk he had he was one of the people who was apparently neglected by ronald kuman but chavi of course uh, after whom tt spoke to laporta himself he broke down even while talking to him asking for minutes apparently he is working with a personal trainer frankly even though he's been apparently training under personal trainer for the last few months i haven't seen any improvement not even a single bit now given the fact that he's playing after 8 months but still that kind of performance is just inexcusable i would say especially yeah, in a good yeah, system it's a good system it's not ronald kuman's barcelona it is it is a proper team it is um chavi's barcelona and yeah i mean the improvements of uh, chavi's team so far Yeah, I mean every match we are uh the better team I would say. Not excluding the Bayern match. Bayern match was um pretty what would I say pretty turbulent for us. Uh some uh, during the initial part we were of course the superior team, but apart from that uh the rest of the match Bayern did dominate uh mostly due to Alba's injury etc. That that's for a different topic altogether. But uh one thing which we have seen under Xavi's uh Barcelona is that when we play possession game because sometimes we just don't like to keep in possession we go for long balls maybe it's something chavi is um experimenting with but when we are in possession we deal with uh, we uh, or uh, we attack in a much more organized way than ronald kuman's barcelona 
and also when we are facing a counter attack we are much more calm we uh, deal with counter attacks better and overall it is a better match to see but there are some shortcomings which i'm not saying are just due to um, individual errors because of course ter stegen is very on and off right now uh, some the some days he is uh, in his prime some days he is just absolutely nonsensical and of course our defense uh, sometimes messes up man marks poorly and also uh, not just because of their personal errors uh, it we have seen instances where chavi likes to play players out of position like um, garcia at right back and oscar minguez at left back which uh, of course tests them but it is justified that they don't give their 100% at that position yeah. but yeah. this will be fixed i think after the january window and after chavi actually gets some signings that he wants That's i have it. to stop you right there um I, because you 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 touch uh, something that i want to talk about i mean uh, after the game chavi spoke about how uh, we didn't manage to kill the game by possession football but i mean his uh, sub sub of uh, nico uh, going out and minguesa in, in the game i mean once you play with four uh, players on your defense which are minguesa umtiti pique and araujo which are all natural center backs you won't have possession football with with the full backs going forward i mean you're you're kind of in, inviting the other team to attack you this is uh, something that i didn't agree with i don't know what he has uh, against uh, dest and the uh, balde i mean balde is is out of form i mean it's clear but uh, but uh, he, he kind of doesn't like uh, dest i think that he's about to to be sold on january it looks like it uh, like uh, it's going to happen but uh, this is for another day for another topic maybe in the podcast but right now um, i didn't like the fact that we played with four center backs uh, during the the last uh, minutes of the game Yeah definitely as you said everybody except Oscar Mingueza is a full time center back and of course Oscar Mingueza also isn't that his strongest at a full back position more like a right center back and all so I yeah definitely agree with you Okay and move along to to Gavi and uh, Nico which are the the delight uh, especially with the update yesterday but uh, I mean we we have to again thank god and thank whoever you want about the fact that we didn't get winaldum and uh, elish left the club because we now were uh, able to enjoy gavi and uh, nico in our club and uh, <laughs> more more on that but i have to talk about one other thing dembele his agent thinks that he's about to become a a candidate for the golden ball for the ballon d'or but yesterday he did not do well again and if i had to choose someone to start i have to say that i would start up there ahead of him what do you think sagnik yeah definitely uh, you just said it as it is you know even i didn't even notice dembele for most of the match it was like he wasn't even there and even as we spoke right now i didn't even brush dembele because that's what his impact on the match was it wasn't really important and given the fact that both him and his agent think that he is the next ballon d'or candidate which don't get me wrong of course he apparently used to be a huge talent the greatest talent that tukel has ever coached but right now you got to um 
you know you got to stay snap back to reality instead of feeding off of nostalgia you know because right now dembele the attitude he has is like look i'm already a big time player but in reality he needs to prove himself he needs to get back to his former glory because right now all he is is griezmann 2.0 because he doesn't uh, contribute much to the squad and he takes up enormous wages and his agent also is being really cocky and unmanageable because he is not accepting the new contract and he is hyping up dembele very much saying he is a ballon d'or winner first who says that first of all how arrogant do you have to be to go out and say that that he is a potential uh, he's the next ballon d'or winner like it's not something you say okay be- especially because we are messi fans we know uh, we value uh, humbleness in a player so leaving that aside chavi says he counts on him maybe he needs some more time to fit into the squad but as of right now he's not a very good player and of course abde has more uh, contribution to the lineup than him yeah for me i mean if chavi believes in him i believe in him and i think that he he does have enormous talent but i mean you 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 have to to prove yourself first and then ask for a better salary or or whatever but uh, for now he is not worth what what he gets right now so if you want to raise let, let's just say i wouldn't break the bank for him so uh, let's see what happens in january i mean if he renews great if if he's not not the biggest uh, i mean i wouldn't be so sad about it uh, let's wait and see whatever happened with it i mean uh, and and a quick thing before we end this uh, this uh, match review uh, we draw versus uh, napoli right now i think we can't compete we compete with them napoli are a better team than us but looking at us and our at our team until february we will have hopefully ansu and pedri back bright white and danny alves and hopefully, hopefully two new players in uh, in uh, january tra- transfer market maybe ferran torres maybe cavani uh, what do you think well of course if brathwaite is back it is over for napoli nobody yeah. is going to yeah. save them yes <laughs> brathwaite and luke de jong front two and rest everybody defenders <laughs> on a serious note uh, on a serious note yes i am optimistic just because the match is in february um Nico Gavi and Pedri midfield of course not all three of them at the same time because Busquets will be there and also Frankie De Jong we feel like we've been neglecting Frankie De Jong a little bit um that is due to the fact that he is underperforming but i'm not saying he's a bad player it's just that he has set super high expectations for himself justified given uh, his market value uh he will of course be an integral part but yes uh, i expect to see a lot of rotations from uh, chavi maybe he goes for uh, four or five midfielders at the same time to cause an overload and as for the forwards you said ansu fati i hope he is fit and memphis of course is also someone who is underperforming hopefully in february he will be a better contributor and of course i think we'll see ferran torres who will uh, there's a 99% chance he'll come to barca so if we have two proper wingers in ansu fati and ferran torres then i think 100% will go for a classic 433 or maybe um ansu fati as a number 9 and as marco you were saying earlier in the group chat today that you expect chavi to play pedri as an interior winger so that could be yeah, interesting it might happen. 
yeah that could be interesting which will free up slots for both Gavi and Nico in the midfield and maybe rotate he did play this position when he was in Las Palmas exactly exactly also um for the full backs i think we will have dani alves re- registered by then and yeah, also yeah. Jordi yeah, yeah. alba great full back duo and pk and araujo are a very reliable center back i think that if we rebuild properly i think it is going to be a win against napoli yeah of course we will talk about it a lot more uh, in the podcast and uh, in the future we have a lot of uh, time until this game but um uh, it was interesting to see to hear you so uh before we end uh, anything to add sagnik well it's just that uh like many of the fans i myself am very depressed when it comes to barcelona uh all i would like to say to our listeners is that you know what has happened has happened uh i'm not personally surprised by the fact that we are in the europa but it has happened in the past we have released an article about it on our website you can check it out uh and this was coming you know bartomeu uh exploited the club for so many years and for that i think spending just one year in the europa then coming back to the champions league as potential winners is a good deal so all we can do right now is look forward and not dwell on the past and trust in the team trust in chavi that's all Yeah, always remember that in the first term of uh, Laporta, in the first year with Ronaldinho, the club started in the Intertoto and they did not win the UEFA Cup, which is now the Europe, Europa League. They did not win this cup in this year, but uh, three years later, the team went on to, to win the, the Champions League. So trust the process, trust the people. Uh, I mean, if I'm comparing the, the last president, the last board, Uh, at least now we have people that love the club and we have to remember that and they know what they're doing it will take a while but uh, let's stay optimistic and uh, forza barca <laughs>